Alright, we're back here on the Hendo Hubbub on Barbecue Chicken Alert, and it's time to talk about Trey Young being in the superstar conversation. My oh my, the Hawks take game one 116 to 113, their third straight game one victory in these Eastern Conference playoffs, all on the road. They went to Madison Square Garden, they went to Philadelphia, and they went to Milwaukee, and they knocked off a team that was favored against them. Trey Young finished tonight with 48 points, 11 assists, and 7 rebounds. And this guy totally torched the Bucks. I spent all of the Conference Finals Predictions episode, when we were talking about the series, talking about how I thought Drew Holiday was going to show up big time, being one of the best defensive guards in the league, putting some clamps on Trey Young. But man, oh man, Trey Young proved me wrong in Game 1. Kind of proved me right, though. I said in the hubbub yesterday... I thought that Young and the Hawks were going to take this game one like they have against the Sixers and Knicks in these playoffs. But wow, what a performance by Trey Young. It is the uh, the playoff career high for him. Only two points off of his regular season career high, which is 50 points against the Heat. Other Hawks that showed up tonight, pretty much it was John Collins, who had 23 points, 15 rebounds. 11-16 from the field, including a very, very clutch three down the stretch. Hawks, uh, let me let me look at the play-by-play right here. Hawks were down 111-107. This was a possession with a little under two minutes to go where Trey Young misses a three. Collins gets the rebound. Solomon Hill misses a three. Capella gets the rebound. And then John Collins finally hits the shot on that possession. It gets him to within one corner three ball. His first made of the game. He went 0-4 until that point. Great performance by John Collins down the stretch. The Bucks had to take Brooke Lopez out of the game because, I mean, the Hawks went full. Luka Doncic on Zubats. Think back to that Clippers-Mavericks first-round series. It was switch on to Lopez. Lopez couldn't handle the drop coverage, whether it be against Young or other guys as well. So the Bucks went smaller down the line, giving guys like Connaughton more minutes. Uh, Bryn Forbes got some minutes in crunch time, as well as even Bobby Portis, not who had 15 after not really getting any action in that net series. Interesting decisions by Budenholzer. Got to give him credit for making adjustments, though, because up until the last few minutes, I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks were up in this game. They made a run. Early fourth quarter, it was uh, it was neck and neck. And as we went on, the Bucks on. A little bit of a run took the lead at 105-98. I think that was the largest they had with about four minutes left to go in the game. But once they took that lead, the Hawks clawed their way back, finally took the lead with 29 seconds left to go when Click Capella got a rebound off of a missed Trey Young floater, tipped it in for the lead. And after that, I mean we had we had Trey Young making what, like six or seven free throws in the final minute. Shout out to Trey Young, man. It's, it's tough to do that, especially on the road. But John Collins, I mean, what a performance by this dude who's who's been gunning for a max contract, gunning for a $30 million, $25 million contract extension in the offseason after trade rumors of the trade deadline, after people wondering whether the Hawks should, uh, should even think about re-signing him after the regular season he had. He's been proving him wrong. Also, Clint Capella, man, 19 rebounds tonight. Holy Jesus. Capella and Collins combined for, what, 34 rebounds tonight? Uh, that's almost as much as the Bucks had in total. 
Capella with some clutch rebounds of the stretch, as I said, that put back that gave them the lead, the go-ahead bucket pretty much. That was uh that was super big for them. Gallinari off the bench, not the greatest night, nine points, four nine shooting, but he hit some uh he hit some nice, nice shots against PJ Tucker, man. He was he was putting PJ Tucker in the in the spin cycle. After we saw PJ Tucker give KD some problems, he couldn't handle Gallo at some points. Bogdanovich continued to look not himself tonight for the Hawks. One of six shooting in 27 minutes, only four points. He finished plus eight plus minus rating, but I mean he was he was pretty invisible for this Atlanta team tonight. So hopefully see him heal up, get some more rest, and improve off of his slump, which was uh, coming out of the final few games of that net series, even before he got net series, pardon me, against the Sixers before he got injured. Now beginning of this series, not looking that hot. But if he can get going. I mean, this Hawks team should be even more and more confident. If they win this game where Bogdanovich drops four points, Herter, Herter as well, only one of six from three, 12 points, 13 points, pardon me. Trey Young dropping 48. Collins and Capella showing up big time. If they get some more points in production off of uh, Gallinari, Bogdanovich, and even Lou Williams, who had an off night tonight, only three points off the bench. I'd be uh, I'd be pretty confident about this Hawks team, man. They, they look like sort of like the Suns out west. What a what a run for Atlanta against the Knicks, the Sixers, series where they were both not favored at all. I mean, everyone was on the Knicks bandwagon at the start of these playoffs with how Julius Randle did in the regular season, with how good Derrick Rose was down the stretch, and R.J. Barrett hoping he would have a kind of coming out of his shell series against Atlanta as he had a fantastic regular season as well. But, I mean, the Hawks punched him in the throat in Game 1 with that Trey Young shot to give him uh, the lead, basically the game winner in Madison Square Garden where he shushed the crowd, talking a little mess to Spike Lee. But yeah, Hawks, Hawks take game one. Let's talk about the Bucks. The Bucks, I mean, they played all right. Giannis had kind of a quiet 34-12-9 game. Early fourth quarter, he was uh, he's not shooting the greatest. I think he was like 6-19 at one point, 21 points. Nine rebounds, six assists. I was like late third, early fourth. I was like, all right, Giannis. Giannis wasn't looking the greatest early on in this game. Looked a little sluggish, tired. Wondering if uh, the fatigue from game seven was setting in. But in the fourth quarter, I mean, you can't fault Giannis for this team's loss today. Giannis showed up big time. There was uh, a lot of pick and roll plays with him and Drew Holiday. He caught a few lobs down the stretch. I mean, when we look at the uh, the play-by-play, Giannis had a uh, alley-oop, two minutes left to go. Alley-oop, three minutes left to go. Two-point shot, four and a half minutes left to go. Another two-point shot, four and 51 seconds left. Another alley-oop with uh, five minutes left to go in this game. I mean, Giannis down the stretch scored about 10 points in the final uh, final five, six minutes of this game. Drew Holiday also played out of his mind, 33 points tonight. Probably the most he scored in uh, this year's playoffs for the Bucks. 10 assists as well, dished out. Trey Young obviously is not a defender that uh, Drew Holiday is to be reckoned with. Absolutely torched him. And Holiday was just, man, he was the guy who I feel like was controlling this offense the whole night. And if he can continue showing up for this Bucks team for the rest of the series, on a night where Chris Middleton shoots 6 of 23, misses a few key shots down the stretch where Hawks and Bucks were going bucket for bucket, and when the Hawks clogged up the paint and forced the ball to go away from the Drew to Giannis pick and roll and alley-oops that were working so well around the 5-4-3 minute mark, 
Chris Middleton just could not hit a shot to save his life. So, I mean, he had an off game or two in that net series, but we need to see him bounce back if you're a Bucks fan. On a night where Giannis drops 34 and Drew drops 33, you think you're going to win that, right? No, you're not. I mean, part of that goes to Trey Young playing out of his mind, dropping almost 50. But Chris Middleton, man, he has to shoot better. 0 of 9 from 3 tonight, and he had some good looks, including a potential uh, game-tying 3 at the end. The Bucks defensively need to step it up a little bit more. I don't know if they try and double Trey. I was talking with Levi. We were wondering, like Luka, do you double Trey? Do you risk doubling him with all the shooters on this Hawks team? But you look at the Hawks' percentages of the past few games of that Sixers series, shooting around the 30% mark. Game 7, of course, they uh, they turned up a little bit more with Herter leading the way. But tonight, 8-32, 25% for the Hawks. Maybe if you're the Bucks, you double Trey, force the ball into the likes of Bogdanovich and Herter. Because Bogdanovich doesn't look 100%. Herter, he's streaky. Brooke Lopez as well. I wonder if Budenholzer makes an adjustment for game two. And maybe he goes a little bit smaller. I mean, Pat Connaughton off the bench continues to look fantastic. His stat line isn't that flashy. Four points, five rebounds. But this dude brings absolute hustle to the floor. He's always going out for contests, rebounds. This dude's got one of the most underrated verticals in the league. You remember he was in the dunk contest a few years ago? It was the it was the one uh, with Derek Jones Jr. and Aaron Gordon. Classic dunk contest where Aaron Gordon got robbed. Again, of another dunk contest title. But Connaughton's uh, 6'5". He got hops. And I want to see him get some more action. He had 29 minutes tonight. Brent Forbes. He's one of the most inconsistent three-point shooters I've seen on a playoff team in a while. I remember, I think Charles Barkley said he was kind of like J.R. Smith, but I think that's disrespect to J.R. Smith. I don't know if Bryn Forbes continues to get minutes down this uh, down the stretch of this series. Jeff Teague as well, getting six minutes tonight. Not much happened when he was on the floor. But Curtis Middleton's just got to shoot better. P.J. Tucker as well. I don't think they are really using him the most effectively they can. Matching him up against the likes of... Uh, Gallinari and Bogdanovich on the Hawks team. Maybe you try and, I don't know, is it too crazy thinking about putting Tucker on, on Trey Young? I, yeah, I don't know if I do that, but hell, if you're Budenholzer, you're gunning for this job. I don't care what the media says with Budenholzer being safe after beating that hobbled Nets team. I still think if the Bucks lose the series to a Hawks team where it's Trey Young and a bunch of people who have never made an all-star team, you can't, you can't get him any more leeway with the lack of creativity he's shown in these crunch time situations. Maybe maybe we see some more double teams in game two. Maybe the Bucks try and force the ball into paint, into the paint more. Throw Tucker on Collins all game. Throw Tucker on Capella. Maybe wear and tear the uh, the bigs down on the Atlanta team. Get some more rebounds if you're the Bucks. But you got to worry if you're getting out-rebounded 51-45. to 45, Not the biggest differential, but in crunch time, man, it was all Collins. It was all Capella. The biggest possession of this game, I think, was the turning point. Was when the Hawks missed two threes. Got two offensive rebounds and then hit the third. I mean, if the Bucks, if the Bucks stop them, if they get a rebound, they're up four. They had somewhat momentum at that time. 
I mean, Giannis had made an oop. Drew had hit a three a minute ago. Connaughton sunk some free throws. If you're the Bucks, you gotta you can't be letting can't be letting those back to back offensive rebounds happen and, and letting three guys get solid looks for three. I think the biggest questions going into game two for both teams is for the Hawks. Can Bogdanovich show up? Because Trey Young is not going to be dropping 48 points every night. But man, oh man, Trey Young is looking fantastic. I I don't know if I'm ready to make the claim with full out confidence. For top three, but I'd say Trey Young is a top five point guard in this league. And I think he's he's near the near the talking point, near the threshold for a top fifteen player in the league as well. Trey Young is like Steve Nash 3.0, I tweeted out today. He's not Steph Curry, he's not Damian Lillard. I don't like those comparisons. He's not a not a volume shooter. He's a playmaking shot creator. This dude has some of the sneakiest, most underrated assists, and yet he can still knock down logo threes. It's like he adapted deep range shooting just to be a casual part of his game. It isn't what he centers it around. His floaters, he gives uh he gives Tony Parker a run for his money with all the floaters he does inside. Dropping those tears into the hoop. And for the Bucks, you gotta step up defensively. You can't be letting Trey Young be getting these switches on Brooke Lopez. I don't know if you go smaller if you boot and holes or give up more rebounds to Capella and Collins. Or maybe you just uh, you, you throw some doubles on Trey Young. You force the ball into guys like Bogdanovich, Herder, Gallinari's hands. Force them to make some plays. Force them to create their own shots. But if I'm a Bucks fan, man, I'm worried. I'm worried because this Hawks team, they look like they got some destiny riding on their coattails. Someone tweeted out earlier, I think it was Dom 2K. It feels like they're playing 2K my career. It feels like they're destined for a ring this year. What a poetic story that would be for Atlanta. Trey Young tonight, you're talking about Luka Doncic comparisons. You're talking about everyone saying that trade was a bad deal for the Hawks, including me, just a few months ago. Let me see if I can find the uh, the stat line. Where is this thing? All right, here it is. Trey Young is the second youngest player in NBA history to get 45 points and 10 assists in a playoff game. You know who the youngest is? Mr. Luka Magic himself, Luka Doncic. I think that was in the... Was that in the Clippers game? Or hit the game winner? Not so sure. But man, Trey Young, he's proven the doubters wrong. I said it in the playoff hot takes episode. You can go back May 13th was the day the episode was published. 25 minutes, 15 seconds. I thought that Trey Young was going to have a breakout playoff season. I thought he was going to establish himself as not just one of the elite playmakers and point guards in the league, but one of the elite players in the league, period. I have no doubt that Trey Young is going to be a Hall of Famer after seeing what he did in Game 1. I mean, I was not really having any doubt after I saw him play those Sixers and Knicks series. This dude just has the clutch gene. He has an edge to himself. He's got... Insane drive, insane competitiveness. He's not scared of the moment. He doesn't shy away from it. And while he didn't hit a lot of buckets down the stretch, when I'm talking down the stretch, I'm talking about three minutes left in the game. He hit seven or eight clutch free throws without any problems at all, which ended up being uh, some of the most decisive points for this Hawks team. So, man, Bucks, Hawks, going into game two, like I said, 
How the hell do you guard Trey Young if you're the Bucks? Do you double him? Do you force the ball into the paint? Do you force it into Bogdanovich, Gallinari, and Horder-type players? Make them create their own plays? Create their own shots? You also need Chris Middleton to step up better. You got to wonder if you're Mike Budenholzer, Brooke Lopez, how many minutes do you give him? Do you go smaller? Do you give Connaughton and Portis some more minutes in the rotation? And if you're the Hawks, you just pray that Trayon continues playing at the level he is. And Capella, man. Give Capella some more love. This dude was one of the key pieces of that Rockets team in 2018. There was a few Scott Foster bad calls away from making it to the NBA Finals, even without Chris Paul, Game 6 and 7. Look up Game 7, Scott Foster bad calls. It'll make you infuriated. We were robbed of a CB3 and Harden ring by an offensively one-of-a-kind team coached by Mac D'Antoni. 2018 Rockets, man. I'll never forget you. Never forget you. I'm going to end off this episode before I give my prediction for Clippers Suns game two. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> let's talk about the Milwaukee crowd. I saw a tweet earlier today. Shout out Jay Cool on Twitter. Said Trey was looking for a celebrity to stare down after that shimmy three. There was a crazy three where Trey Young crossed over Drew Holiday. He had so much space. He was just standing there, did a little Steph Curry shimmy, and then knocked down a three afterwards. He was looking for a celebrity to stare down after that three. I mean, in New York, we had Spike Lee talking trash. We had Meek Mill in Philly and other people in Philly. I mean, it's Philly. You're going to have notable celebrities. <laughs> but Trey, uh, this tweet says he, he forgot he was in Milwaukee. So he looked over and saw the Packers O-lineman and was <laughs> shushing them, staring them down. Someone in the comments said, Buddy locked eyes with a crane operator with season tickets or a Culver's franchise owner. Something like that, man. Got to feel bad for Milwaukee catching strays on the Twitter timeline. All right, Clippers-Suns game two. Not game two. Gosh. Game three. CP3's back. He's been cleared to play. He's out of health and safety protocols. Much as I want to say Clippers take game three like they have against the Jazz and the Mavericks. I'm almost ready to say this series is over, and I'm going to make a confident pick and say the Suns win game three. In Staples Center. CP3 makes his return, not his first return, but going back to those Lob City days. Going up against Rondo. Let's see if Rondo gets some more minutes. I want to see CP3 versus Rondo, see some bad blood on the court. Love to see my man, point God, get some more respect put on his name. All right, y'all. Appreciate you tuning in. If you like the podcast, follow, subscribe, download on any podcast platform you listen to us to. On whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, and more. If you like NBA content, check out the Instagram, Barbecue Chicken Alert, at BBQCHX Alert. Daily NBA highlights, clips, memes, post stories, debates, polls, and more. It's been real, and I'll talk to you real soon. Until then, peace out.